Welcome into First Option. This is your 2021 NBA Draft review, reaction, breakdown, all things NBA Draft. I am one of your two co-hosts, Asher. With me, as always, is Jackson. And Jackson, this was a big shock, the NBA Draft, because I think no one saw this first pick coming. Yeah, it was a pretty big surprise. Uh when Cade Cunningham was drafted first overall. Just kidding. Um, everybody knew this was going to happen. Uh, but anyway. Yeah, the Pistons actually came out and say, said, like, when they got the first round pick, first pick, they were like, okay, we got Cade Cunningham, so Rockets, you're the yeah. one that gets to decide or something like that. Yeah. And then but, Okay, the so anyway, so yeah. the Pistons drafted Cade Cunningham. He was a freshman at Oklahoma State. He's kind of like, kind of like a Magic Johnson. Like, he's not as flashy. Um... But he's like a Magic Johnson in the sense that he's huge for a guard. He's like he was like like he's like six seven, six eight, um, and he's not the most athletic, but he has incredible vision, just incredible feel for the game, um, and he's just a really you know just like a really big guard. So uh, he's kind of like that. Um, he was uh, he was definitely definitively like the best uh, college player uh, this year. So. That one was kind of obvious. Everybody knew the Pistons were going to draft him. But uh, the second pick, um, people also thought he was going to go second. But this is an interesting one because Jalen Green actually did not play in college. He played in the G League for a team called G League Ignite, which is basically a team comprised um, of like big high school prospects who didn't want to go to college and instead wanted to play in the G League. So uh, he was there for a year. He's incredibly athletic, like 6'6", almost a little bit like Michael Jordan, you know, and the fact that he's just a really, really athletic um, and very lean. Um, and, you know, if you look up his highlights in high school, they're they're crazy. Um, but anyway, uh, who did the Cavaliers pick, Asher? Okay, yeah, so the Cavaliers got Evan Mobley. Um, that was kind of expected. He was considered to be in the top three, definitely. Uh, he's a center. Um, he played, he played for USC. Uh, he was a freshman. Um, I think everyone kind of saw that coming. If the Rockets didn't get Evan Mobley, they would have gotten, uh, Jalen Green. Or if if the Rockets didn't get Jalen Green, they would have gotten Evan Mobley, but the Cavs got Evan Mobley. Um, I just wanted to say, so, Kate Cunningham, uh, you could think, like, Magic Johnson, or sort of like Ben Simmons, if he could shoot, because Kate Cunningham Mm -hmm. is a pretty good shooter. Um, and then Jalen Green is kind of like, I don't know, if I... For all these players, I'm going to compare them to, like, a current NBA player. I think for Jalen Green, I would choose, like, uh, Zach Levine. Right? Pretty athletic. He's longer he's than Zach Levine. Good shooter. Jalen you know. Green has really, really, really long arms. Okay. And Zach Levine's a shooter. Okay. Yeah, Jaylen so Green's maybe, not really a shooter, but... Okay. I feel like Jalen Green is just, like... Like, Zach Levine's athletic, but I feel like he doesn't use his athleticism to its maximum potential. Jalen Green does, you know? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay, know, but yeah, anyway, yeah. Evan Mobley's just kind of like an athletic big guy. Uh, mainly more of a defensive player, but obviously you don't go in the top three in the draft if you can't score. Obviously he can do that. Um, anyway, going up to four, uh, everybody had, pretty much everybody had this guy in the top five. That's Scotty Barnes. Um, like Cade Cunningham, 
He's a, what they call a point forward, which, you know, means that he has the size of a forward, but he brings the ball up a lot. He's really more of a point guard. But anyway, he's more defensive um, than Cade, I'd say. He, his upside is largely on the defensive end because he's really big, but he also has some playmaking ability, not much of a scorer. But um, anyway, uh, what about the fifth pick? Yeah, so the fifth pick, uh, the Magic, uh, in my opinion, they snagged Jalen Suggs. Um, you know, after March Madness tournament where he was, you know, the best player for, or second best player for Gonzaga. Um, and, you know, he's been really, really good. He had that insane, like, half-court shot to win the game against UCLA. Um, he was considered to be in the top three. And then uh, towards, towards the draft, he just kind of went down. And then he ended up uh, being the fifth pick. But I really like Jalen Suggs. I think he's a great player. Um, you know, he has a very good feel for the game. He's very athletic. Um, his passing is great. Um, but I think what's kind of underrated is he's also very good. At, he's also very good at defense and especially on the ball defense. And that's kind of to go with his athleticism. But, uh, yeah, so Jalen Suggs, I think is going to be really, really good in the end. Yeah. So, uh, Jalen Suggs slipped a tiny bit, but, um, anyway, uh, the first, like, guy who was a little bit, like, not really predicted, uh, to go this high was Josh Giddy, who was drafted by the Thunder with the sixth pick. So, Josh Giddy is very interesting. Um, he, uh, um, he's Australian, right? Uh, I believe he played in the same league that LaMelo played in prior to the NBA draft. Um, but anyway, uh, he is kind of like a mini LaMelo, because he is a very, a pretty skinny, uh, like six, six, seven guy who's a point guard, right? So, um, he's 18 right now. He hasn't even turned 19 yet. Um, and, you know, he has a lot of upside, I think, just in, like, what we've seen in LaMelo. Uh, a guy who might not be the most athletic, might not be the strongest, but incredibly skilled with really good vision. Um, that's kind of what Josh Giddy's like. And he, uh... He was project projected to go around 10 in most mock drafts. He went 6 here. So, uh, the Thunder decided to take a chance on him. And then, the Warriors drafted uh, Jonathan Kaminga, which was, he was kind of expected to go around and around the 7th pick. Um, he's kind of just like an athletic, strong forward. He played on G League Ignite with Jalen Green. Um, so, they were both very high prospects. Um, and what about 8, Asher? Uh, yeah, so eight was Franz Wagner, or Wagner. Wa however you say it, Wagner. Uh, he was a forward from Michigan. He was a sophomore. Um, this guy was very, very good. Led the Michigan team. That was obviously really, really good until like COVID hit them, and then they ended up losing um, in March Madness. But yeah, so he's you know he's tall. He's very well rounded as as a wing player. Uh, six nine, two twenty. Yeah, just very versatile on defense. He's going to be a pretty good player. And I uh, think kind of like, I'm not sure, maybe like Lamar Odom, sort of. Like he could he could be a Lamar, Do okay. Lamar Odom type. Um, well, you know, uh, for, this is kind of the point in the draft where you stop drafting the one-and-dones and you get more guys like Franz Wagner who have, you know, been in college for like – you know, a couple years. years. Um, as we will see with the next pick, which is Davion Mitchell. Um, he was uh, pretty much the star player on Baylor. Uh, obviously, Baylor won March Madness last year. 
a very, very good defensive team. Um, and D Davion Mitchell kind of personifies that. He's a strong and fast guard who can really, really clamp down on the defensive end. If you guys saw the um the NCAA March Madness uh championships last year, you know that you know uh Butler was just like clamping down on Gonzaga by just having a really swarming defense and using Baylor. their athleticism and their physical attributes to their strength. That's kind of uh what Davion Mitchell is. He's a good defensive guard who also uh you know c um can score the ball uh due to his athleticism. Um, but he was a junior, which means that. You know, he's a little more developed than the other, than these other guys. The His ceiling, you know, his potential is probably a, not quite as high. But still a uh, very good player. Uh, and he was actually projected to go at around the 15 spot. Went 9 in the draft. So the Kings took a chance on him. He was probably not projected as high because um, he's a little older than the other guys. You know, less potential. But the Kings wanted him. So, um... Yeah, speaking of speaking of someone that was really really uh, wanted for the tenth spot, the Pelicans drafted Zaire Williams, uh, who actually got traded to the Grizzlies. Um, in mock drafts, he was going low twenties, maybe like twenty three, twenty four. Uh, some some people as high as like twenty, but he's um, he's a wing from Stanford, uh, freshman, you know, six six eight, uh, very very skinny, very lanky. He's um, Actually, kind of think of like, well, I mean, the Pelicans drafted him, but he's going to go to the Grizzlies. But from the Pelicans, kind of like Brandon Ingram, sort of. But uh, he needs to, he has a lot of potential, but he needs to, like, he needs to really get better at shooting. Well, well and, shooting's his thing. Yeah. But he has to bulk oh, up okay. for sure. He is uh, 6'9, listed at 188. Probably, there's, like, honestly, I don't, I don't see him weighing 188 pounds. He is, is really, really, really thin. Um, and he definitely has to get stronger. And that was his issue this year. Um, he played for Sierra Canyon, so he got a lot of hype in high school, um, al uh, along with Brandon Boston. But the issue with both of them is that, you know, they're skilled, they're pretty athletic, but they just need to get a lot stronger. So, um, you know, the Pelicans, I guess, are banking on the fact that he can, uh, you know, what? The Grizzlies are. Well, the Grizzlies. Oh, he's yeah, going to the bad. Grizzlies. The Grizzlies are so. banking on the fact that, uh, that he can, you know, put on put on some muscle. But um anyway, uh uh with the eleven pick pick, um, the Hornets drafted James Booknight, who went five lower than he was supposed to go. And I actually really like him. He is he was a sophomore last year, right? So that means that he um he's a little he's a little more polished, but on the downside, he people would argue that he doesn't have as much potential, but I don't know. One year doesn't really make that much of a difference. Um, his it's interesting. People think of him as like a like as an athletic guy, right? Um, who can attack the rim and mm -hmm. stuff. But from what I've seen of him, he's also a really really talented shooter, and a, he uses his athleticism not so much to get to the rim as much as creating shots for himself, especially from a three point range, which I think is how he will be able to excel in the NBA. Obviously, there are a lot of guys uh, who are just really good at creating space um, and knocking down the three. I think that's, what's he gonna, that's uh, what he's going to be in the NBA, and I think that he has a lot of potential. He's very skilled, um, and I, I, think that, I think that he's going to be a good player. Uh, if, if I were to pick a guy who I think went 
down farther than he sh really should have, uh, it's James Booknight. I think he honestly maybe could have even been a top five pick, in my opinion. Um, and he went down to 11. So, uh, now LaMelo yeah. Ball has a good running mate um, uh, at shooting guard. But anyway. Yeah, yeah but uh, speaking of... On the, on the opposite side of the swing, you have people that are really kind of like reached for, sort of. And that was the case for the Spurs. Uh, they drafted Joshua Primo. He is um, a wing. He was a freshman from Alabama. Uh, he was projected to go as high as like in the second, early second round. And he ended up the, the 12th pick. Uh, but the Spurs, you know, they're a very, very good passing team always. And that's Greg Popovich's style of play. Uh, he's a very good shooter and he's selfish, selfless. Um, yeah, shooting is kind of his big he's thing. He's tall for a I shooter, too, then, so he'll be able to get it um, off. He's also very tall. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, but he's kind of like everything the, the Spurs kind of like. You know, he's, um, he's a selfish. Selfless. He's a good... Sorry, selfless. That's what I meant. Uh, he's a good shooter. He's very intelligent. Um, yeah, he's, you know, he's a quintessential Spurs player in the making, I think. And... Um, yeah, that's kind of, you know, he's he's a really good player. I think. Well, he has. He's yeah, I mean, yeah, it's 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 interesting. I will say, maybe the Spurs, who are yeah. historically really good at scouting talent, you know, Manu Ginobili. Yeah. Um, oh, what's another good example? Kawhi Leonard. Uh, you know, like like guys who were not very highly regarded who ended up really thriving um in the Spurs program. Uh. So, you know, maybe they see something in him that we don't. Um, but, yeah, right now he's, he's mainly a shooter. But who knows? Who, who knows what he'll become? Because the Spurs drafted him uh, higher than he was projected to be. Maybe he's much better than everybody thinks. But anyway, um, at 13, the Pacers uh, drafted Chris Duarte, who uh, was actually projected to go uh, in, like, the low 20s. Um, so he went a little higher than most people would have thought. Uh, he was on, he's like an athletic guard who, he spent, um, a couple years in college. He was a sophomore last year, which means he's a very developed scorer, right? Um, so, uh, you know, just, he's athletic, he can attack the rim, um, but at the same time, he probably was projected a little lower than other guys similar to him, um, just because, you know, uh, like, his stats and his offense and his college performance may have been inflated by the fact that he was a second-year player with a little more experience. Um, anyway, uh, at 14, the Warriors drafted Moses Moody, which was, um, like, a good five spots or so down from where he was projected to go. Um, he's kind of a well-rounded guard who, uh, specializes in shooting, but can really score, um, in a wide variety of ways. He's a freshman, so obviously uh, there's the potential there. I guess that um, nobody was really in the mood to take a chance on him, though. Um, so, you know, as a freshman, uh, there's more potential, but it's also a little more risk. So, uh, anyway, uh, we're going to, yeah. after the 15th, after the 15th pick, we're just kind of going to kind of, like, go on to some other guys who were picked, like, you know, way higher, no, no, way no, lower no. than they should have. But anyway... Um. Yeah, so 15, the, war, the Wizards, uh, they drafted Corey Kispert. Um, he is a, uh, he was a wing for Gonzaga. He was kind of like the shooter guy. 
Um, he's he's a very good shooter. Uh, he hustles a lot, and he's kind of he's really really good at defense. Uh, he was a senior actually, I mean, he's, and he's the best player on um, I have to really like. Mm, no, he was the not. best player on Gonzaga. He was not. Yeah, he was. He averaged mm, like no, over he was not. It was Drew Timmy, and then Jalen Suggs. So you're saying that Corey Kispert was better than Jalen Suggs? Uh, yes, on Gonzaga. The draft yes. doesn't, doesn't Jalen say Suggs that. has much more potential, but Corey Kispert was a better college player. You wouldn't know it necessarily from just watching the okay. tournament, but yes, he was the better player on that team. It's just that he's a senior, so you know less potential. That's why he went lower. But yeah, I I would argue that that season okay. at like that year he was he was the better player. Okay, well you can have your deluded. Well, well, well I mean, I mean, day, actually, like that, that's kind of like an you're forgetting about Drew Timmy also. Nobody was saying, oh, oh Jalen Suggs is. Like, this year, at his age, is the best player on Gonzaga. Nobody was saying that. If I had to pick a second best, honestly, I wouldn't even choose Jalen Suggs. I would choose Drew Timmy. I wouldn't have chosen D- Jalen Suggs from last year. Oh, I think it's I think it's Timmy 1, Jalen Suggs 2. Uh, maybe there are a couple other players. But Corey Kispert, you know, he's and he's a very, he's like a three-point shooter guy. Uh, I think maybe Joe Harris. I think, mm, you know, that, I that's think he has more potential I think. than him because he's, He's strong, but especially yeah. I just want to say in this in this new NBA where it's all about three pointers and you get players like Corey Kispert who just camps out in, in three. He's a three and kind D of, kind yeah. of, and he's very good at defense. Yeah, I think this guy could be very very good actually. And which team did he go to? He went to the Wizards actually. So the Wizards are really just changing up their lineups. Uh, as as we mentioned in our news segment uh, early a couple days ago, they had the. Um, Trade Russell Westbrook to the Lakers for KCP, Kuzma, and Harrell. Uh, so they're completely rechanging, they're switching around their team. We're going to do a trade grades uh, for them uh, in a couple weeks, probably. But uh, yeah, so I don't know. Corey Kispert, I, I really like that guy. And that's the way the NBA is going to go with like three point shooters. And you have like one facilitator, sort of like, I don't know, kind of like the Chris Paul mm. Suns. Somewhere. Yeah, so now we're going to go into. Some guys picked um, in the second half of the first round who either went, you know, like way higher than they were projected to or way lower. But anyway, so the first guy is the 18th pick. That was Trey Mann, who was actually a sophomore this year, but grew two inches um, in between his freshman and his sophomore year. So obviously getting a little bit of a late growth spurt, he's listed at around 6'5" which means that he has the potential to even be a small forward if he continues to grow a little more. Um, but as of now, he is a tall guard who has really, really good skill, um, who was probably drafted, uh, you know, like he was at, like drafted like 11 or so picks higher than projected, most likely because like of his like growth, you know, teams like to see that. It's a similar story with Giannis, he was originally listed at like six nine, I think, but then he grew to six eleven. Now, like, and he's like almost seven feet now. So, um, so, you know, kind of interesting with that. Um, but they saw some potential there, and they jumped at the opportunity to take Trey Mann. Um, then, uh, what about Keon Johnson, Asher? Um, so Keon Johnson, uh, he was kind of like he went to the he went to the Clippers. He was uh, at the Knicks. Uh, the Knicks drafted him, and they traded him to the Clippers. Uh, some consider him to be a steal. He was in the mock drafts. He was supposed to be taken, like, mid-first round, and they got them late-first round. Uh, yeah, but um, – so then you have what I think was a bil- really big reach a little later down. The Rockets, they actually had two picks in a row. 
They got Usman uh, Garuba, who might have been like right around where he was supposed to be, and then Josh Christopher, uh, as much as like twenty above where yeah. he was supposed to go, and I he's a very big um, big guard. He was like he's very popular in high school. Um, he played for Arizona State. He's a freshman, but he didn't really he wasn't really like the yeah. player at Arizona State. And if you're going to Arizona State and you're hoping to make the NBA, you have to be like yeah. the guy there, pretty much. So yeah. who knows? But you know, know, I don't. I don't know enough about these players uh-huh. to make these. He he had the, some uh, big games giant. at Arizona State. Yeah. Um, didn't have as much of a role as people expected, but he did have a solid high school career. In my opinion, he has to get a little more skilled because I'm not sure he's quite as athletic as his reputation would say he is. But he is a big guy. He's really strong for a guard. If he can get a jump shot, like a more reliable jump shot, he can be a really good player. And he likes shooting, uh, you know, like those pull-up mid-range shots. He, he likes to shoot them. Uh, they just don't always go in as often as he'd like. Um, but, you know, um, if he can develop in that way a little more, he could be really good. Um, also, quick fact about Keon Johnson. Actually recorded the highest vertical leap um, in NBA history. He is the only guy in NBA history to actually jump four feet. He jumped 48 inches, which is insane. Some people say Michael Jordan could jump four feet. That's not true. He could jump 40 inches. Maybe. Yeah, I think I think Will Chamberlain probably could have jumped. No, at least that's 50. not true at all. Uh, but that is a big myth. Okay. People say that he could. So that's not without agreement, right? But I would contest that because there's like literally no evidence of him actually jumping over 50 inches. Um. Okay. Well, there's little little evidence of anything That's true. there. He but, could um, probably jump. Speaking about like forty yeah. inches, but whatever. Okay. I mean, he was a freak athlete. He was like seven seven something. He was super, yeah, he super was, fast. Yeah. Super, jumped through the roof. I mean, if you watch the game, yeah, I mean, there's just a, insane. Like there, I don't there's know. There's so many funny things about Will. He was like so one, he was yeah. he ran like a like a, like a hundred meter dash within the, like in like the ten second range, which. If you were wondering, the world yeah. record set by Usain Bolt is 9.5. So he was like a second slower than Usain Bolt probably, mm-hmm. which is insane for a seven-footer. He actually challenged, um, in my opinion, and actually like pretty much consensus, top running back of all time, Jim Brown, to a race at a party one time, and he won. And then he raced him again, and he won again, which is kind of crazy because... Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't I, call Jim Brown the best running back, best of, all running time, back of all time. I, I, I knew you were gonna say that. No, I but think if it's you look on any website, I like literally look it up right now. Look up best running back of all time. It will say Jim Brown. Okay, let's trust well, Wikipedia. Well, Wikipedia, on this. look on um, any reputable website. Okay. Yes, maybe he played in the worst era, but he was insane. Maybe not the fastest running back of all time. I'll give you that. So it takes away a little from the story, but still. Um. Anyway. Okay. Um, yeah, so anyways, uh, let's see. So finally, we just have, like, uh, finishing the first round, the Utah Jazz really, really reached, and they drafted this guy, Santi Aldama. Uh, he actually got traded to the Grizzlies, so maybe it was the Grizzlies that reached. He wasn't actually projected to be drafted, and yet he's in the first draft. So who knows if, if they just, like, they had a typo in the name or something like that, but I don't know. Something went, something went really, really weird there. But yeah. so um well um, it's interesting. Yeah, I don't, interesting I don't know what happened. The Grizzlies also took a bet mm-hmm. with Zaire Williams 
as the Pelicans drafted Zaire Williams, but they, like the Jazz, traded to the Grizzlies. So Zaire Williams was projected to go 13 lower than he did, and um, Santi Aldama was projected to go over 30 lower than he did. So the Grizzlies really like players that are just not projected to go very high. I'm not sure whether that is really impressive scouting or really, really bad scouting. I guess we'll have to see, but um, yeah. kind of interesting. The Grizzlies are taking some chances. Yeah, so anyways, um, other notable things. The the Lakers, uh, they actually signed undrafted free agent Mac McClung. He was a high school sensation. Uh, he went viral for all of his insane dunks. He's kind of small. Yeah, like 6'1", um, probably. Listed at 6'2", or 6'3", I'd bet you. But yeah. no, probably not even that tall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, so anyways, that's that's pretty much our breakdown of the NBA draft. Uh, Jackson, anything we kind of missed? We're not really going to go through all the second round picks because let's just face it, they're um, not going to play. I mean, I don't know about... I'd say there's one guy in the second round who will end up being a pretty decent impact Austin player. Reeves? No, 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 I, 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 I'm not mentioning anybody specific. I'm just saying, like, some guy from there is going to end up okay. playing well. But most of those guys are yeah. going to be out of the league. And if, I really like that guy. Oh, well. Yeah. I really like that guy, Austin oh, Reeves. Yeah. I oh, think yeah, really yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be, agree with you. Yeah. But he was... Wasn't he a senior this year? Okay, yeah. Yes, That's why he, he went low, because uh, even though he was phenomenal, you know, just a very smart point guard, right? He's not the most yeah. athletic, and, you, you know, like, seniors... It's honestly, I feel like there's almost kind of a stigma against guys who aren't freshmen or guys who are juniors or seniors because people say, oh, they're older, they're more experienced. That's why they played better in college. That means they're not really as good as they as we think they are. They just have experience that these other younger guys will get, and then those younger guys will be better than them. But I don't know. I think that uh, that a lot of them end up being better than, uh, than people would predict. So we'll see. But I would agree with you. I think he, that he's a pretty good player. Okay, yeah, so that'll do it for our NBA Draft recap uh, reaction segment. Um, thank you for tuning in. Uh, this has been the Reaction First Option Podcast. As always, uh, make sure to subscribe, yep, leave uh, a review. Quick note, how uh, to subscribe? Yeah. It's not very self-explanatory. Go to the top right corner top right. and press the plus button. There's nothing that says, like, follow or subscribe. Yeah. Press that. Um, if you're on your and phone, then, if you're on your computer, it, it's more self-explanatory. Yes. And if you see a check mark, it means you already are subscribed. And we thank you very much. Uh, yeah, be sure to share this with all of your friends, family. Uh, just go on the street, get a little one of those arrow signs, and start flipping it. Put our po- yeah. podcast cover on Turn it. Turn it around. And start flipping it for random cars. Yeah, uh-huh. do all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. So, anyways, thank you for listening. Uh, for the future, we are going to be doing in the next couple of weeks. Um, since of, because of some scheduling conflicts, we're not going to be doing the new segments and. Some of our podcasts will be classics from our first uh, podcast. Yeah, but d- don't worry. That's um, a very occasional yes. thing. Um, yeah, pretty much just because yes. summer vacation. Um, yeah, and then and then also some AFC prediction segments. Uh, and stay tuned also for the Washington football team Charger uh, preview where Jackson is going to realize that his team is terrible and the Chargers are going to win. We'll see. So thanks for listening. Uh, let's not let him get a word in. Thank you for listening. This has been your first option podcast. Goodbye.
Thank you.